Dunkin' is putting a whole new spin on pumpkin at Dunkin' with our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold, cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam made with cinnamon and nutmeg spices. And there's more pumpkin for you to love, like the delicious fall classic, our pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Sip into the fall season with the $3 medium pumpkin cream cold brew or pumpkin spice signature latte. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusion apply. Valid on pumpkin spice signature latte only in all cold foam cold brew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phoenix Club. Yay. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Phoenix Pod. Da, 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 da. It's the Phoenix Pod. <laughs> Pull off into paradise. He's back! God, it feels so good. So <laughs> good to have done that. Oh. Well, okay, I've done that. Too, sir. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honour to be here. Yeah, it's all been the same with our intro. I mean, we've tried it and I just fail miserably every single time. Well, it's, it, it, we all have. We all have our strong points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, my strong point being decidedly mediocre intros. Yes. <laughs> you've, you've done the best with what you've had to work with. So, you know. It wasn't a lot, to be fair with me, but hey-ho, there you go. <laughs> it's that audio gold we're known for delivering. Oh, yeah, this is it. I can at least I can, I can, I can offer maybe audio silver, maybe. I'm not top tier. I'm not top tier, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, I apologise. So uh, I am, of course, your host once again, AXC, joined by a man who is half, half a man. man. I think we got it. I think we got it. Lewis is giving the thumbs up. <laughs> see, this is, this yeah, is yeah. the advantage of having an independent adjudicator here who can just listen in. We can tell straight away. <laughs> he's stupid. He's allegedly sexy and he's called Flinders. Well, uh, you stupid, know, sexy Flinders. Stupid, sexy Flinders. It's the beauty of the eye of the beholder. And in mine, <laughs> I'm stupid, sexy. Got you know. This week it feels like I'm wearing a slightly too tight t-shirt with my game pads on it. Nothing too special this week, really. <laughs> what can I say? Lockdown's a bitch, and it's put me, made me put weight on. That's all I'm gonna say. And the other voice you can hear making his return to the Phoenix Pod after a brief hiatus. He's been to see Uncle Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been in the cerulean because I'm in my dressing now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Put your ass away, man! <laughs> it's the stowaway, oh, Lewis Ogden. I can't help it, Flinders. Women like a brown ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Hello, party people. After what feels like what it's been six week absence from the yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, you missed the Mount Park episode, didn't you? I think. Yeah, I missed the final episode of that Peter K thing, and then the. First two episodes of season two of Phoenix Nights. Yeah, I was going to say, you uh, missed the, last, the last episode of the Pete K thing, you didn't really miss much. Um, I know, but, yeah, two, cra- two crafted you've, episodes. You've, yeah, you've missed a couple of absolute were you, doozies. Were you with us for Leonard? Yeah. He was here for Leonard, yeah. Oh, there we go, I think I think I think Leonard might have frightened him off for six weeks. But, <laughs> right, I've had my break, I've psyched myself up again. Right, let's let, let's go. It's season two hey, Phoenix Nights, come on. If I, 
if I was psyching myself up, I'd have been back for the season opener of Phoenix Knights. Of course, you know, yeah. I've missed out on Kenny Dalgleish. Dalgleish. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed out on Kenny Dalgleish, and it's a family fun day, man. That entire <laughs> feel, which is probably Can't like... Can't jumping up and down on the love length. <laughs> it's not how it looks, Brian. It's not how it looks. It's a 20-foot cock and balls, man. Don't look like nothing else. <laughs> I see. I'm just getting it out of my system because I wasn't able to, this you know, actually this be here it. for the recording. Yeah. What did you think of the outro? Our special outro for last episode. Oh, do you know what? I've not, do you know what? I've not. Do you know what, mate? I've got that much of a backlog of podcasts. He's hard so chance. He's hard chance. I've not had a chance to listen to it, but yeah. I'll keep listening out. You did also oh, miss um, the uh, the song uh, on the Mark Park story. What was it? The the Africa song. Oh fucking hell! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the episode again, you'll realise what I'm on about. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and look. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it now. <laughs> the thing is, I um, like I said to Coxie on pod, it was like I went back and uh, thought right. On the start of season two of Phoenix Knights, I'm going to cover the um, I'm going to cover the special features for uh, Peter K's that Peter K thing, and I started watching it, and I was like, okay, this is gold. All right, this is gold, and this is gold. You know, you had the full music videos for for like two Mark Park videos, that songs. And I'm like, this is this this is going to be a full fucking episode. <laughs> but you had music videos for. Christmas 2000 to Christmas 2000 and um, African Tears. Both of them. <laughs> I've got music video. Cox is broken. No, um, no, that's just reminded me then the song that the African Tears song because like it's the 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 bit the, the include on the the show is like you wouldn't get away with that nowadays. Absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. It's <clears throat> Jesus I'm Christ. Just, I'm just thinking is I'm just thinking is that similar to uh, African Child from um, Getting to the Greek? Because <laughs> it's literally one of those is just sort of like um, one of the it's one of the songs that's included in it is sort of like in the movie it's um, reported as being sort of like you know distinctly racist and um, I'm just thinking if this this one because I've not seen it I've not seen this this uh, African Tears video but yeah I'm gonna have to gonna have to go back and uh, gonna have to go back and have a gander I reckon. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's racist, but it's certainly fucking offensive. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I wouldn't call it racist. It's it's risque at least. Definitely risque. But um, uh, it's worth it's worth maybe if you've got the DVD to go and have a look at the special features just to see the song. Um, it's probably the most risque and probably the funniest part. If I'm honest. Well, uh, speaking speaking of risque for episode three, <laughs> we're going to start outside Jerry's office, which is very looking very burnt from the outside still. Yeah, it's very well done. But we see a, a brass plate reading Jerry St. Clair licensee, and we can hear Brian through the door <laughs> as it cuts oh, to yeah. Brian on his desk on the phone. Got a receiver tucked oh. under his chin, hands free. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, hang on. I've got, a, I've got an actual prop for this. Yep, yep, keep going. Straight up. Should, Straight up, yep. You should see yep, what we right. see. Should... That's right, and we're, we're, we're directly <laughs> up, the, uh, we're up the road on the left, love. Yeah. yeah. Hundred yards. Yeah, just past the dry cleaners. Yeah. Hey, we've got it. We've got. No, uh, throw back the curtain slightly. We can see each other on webcam. And it, Lewis did it literally. Way we, me and Coxie are looking at it. The way the webcam is actually set up, we're scene for scene fucking spot on. <laughs> very, just, very good. I tip my hat to you, sir. Very yeah, good. It, it was like cut off just above the waist. And you just see like Potter's hands below the camera shot under the table, and you can just see him sort of like rubbing something. Yeah, there's a very famous meme, um, like GIF or GIF or whatever you have to pronounce it, where there's a guy, and he's got like he's stood next to I don't know if it's a baseball field or whatever, and he's got the big bell, and he's ringing the bell inside. It looks like that makes it, something very similar to that. It's yeah, sort of like looking at you, thinking, I mean, yeah. dirty bastard. But it's something well, it's, completely innocent. <laughs> it, it does actually mention in the script. It says he's got the receiver tucked under his chin. That it says he appears to be masturbating. <laughs> it's actually in the fucking script. <laughs> and then the line starts with straight up, keep going, yeah, keep going. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but then uh, Rayvon sticks his head around the door, Mister. Pop- we should we should probably mention as well that this the thing he's been rubbing under his desk is is uh, glasses. Oh yeah, we've not even mentioned that, have we? <laughs> <laughs> just, just leave it there's to imagination. Why, yeah, there's a reason why it says in the script in the script appears to be masturbating. Yes, <laughs> he's, poli- he's polishing something, but it's just not. It's not his trumpet. It's his it's his glasses. <laughs> well, he does have those massive forearms. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought I thought that was for hanging on to goats. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hang on and persevere. Remember. Well, uh, so Ray Vaughn sticks his head around the door as Brian says, "Can you not knock?" <laughs> Depends. You got a minute? I want to show you something. <laughs> as Brian says, "Jesus, I've just sat down." <laughs> <laughs> oh god! This is a minute in, and we've lost it already. It's a minute in. Not even, <laughs> not even a minute in. Ravon's pushing Brian. We come to a stop outside the club, and uh, there's a. What do you want to show me? Oh, this <laughs> speed trap. Who put that there? Me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with a speed trap? I'm in a wheelchair, so it's not a problem. <laughs> you slow down. Yeah, it's like multiple cars come past the come past the club, but they're driving too fast to know that it's there. Mm. So they see the speed trap, slow right down, hit the pressure point, and that activates the sign. What sign? Like Kenny Junior. Oh, there's a bit of a tidbit actually for that sign on the commentary, because when they were filming, they were there for a little while because they was waiting for cars and what have you. A fucking funeral procession went past the club. <laughs> An actual funeral procession went past the club. And apparently, Peter Kay said they couldn't get the cameras set up quick enough because if they could have got their reaction, he would have fucking used it. Uh. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, that is just sort of like situational comedy just falling right into your lap. Absolutely. And it's just, a, it's just a shame. It's a shame in my eyes that, you know, they didn't have, like, recording equipment set up in time because I think it would have made the next scene, like, after the credits, like, that much more funnier. Oh, fucking right, it would have done. But it's a funny thing, actually. There is another thing that I notice. It's not in commentary. It's not mentioned or anything. It's just the way I notice shit. If you notice before the credits start, if you look down the road, there's a, a grey car parked up. And after we come back after the credits, because after we set it up and what have you, you guys a demo and what have you, uh, we go going straight into the credits because you see them waiting. After mm. the credits, we come back. And down the road, the cars have completely changed. And coming down, the car that hits the pressure pad was the car that was parked up before the credits started. Uh, so clearly someone of the crew owned the car just thought we'll just use your car save a few save a few <laughs> quid <laughs> well so we could we cut back to the uh you know, well, young kenny pulls the the blanket down mm. and we get a sign that says congratulations welcome to the phoenix club turn right and pull off into paradise <laughs> as brian says oh yes oh yes i like that i like that it's not white at lamppost is it <laughs> This is a throwback to the first episode of season one, where Rayvon sort of the lights failed and Rayvon wired the club up to the lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> so now they see the sign and pull into the car park. All we've got to do is wait for a car. As Brian's just, just going, mm, yeah. There's like the looking around, there's, no, there's nothing about it at all. Then we get the opening credits. Hey! And then on the commentary, Peter Case puts lyrics to the word song, so. I can't something like, come and join the Phoenix, Phoenix Knights. Come and join the Phoenix. (laughs) He says the words Knights twice. Yeah, it's come and join the Phoenix, Knights, Knights. Yeah. I think Paddy Paddy joins in on the last Knights, at least. I know that, so. So then uh, they're still waiting for the back back with them, still waiting outside. (laughs) They finally see a car rave on his face, like, so. And he says, here's one now. Oh, and God. Brian says, thank God for that, I'm going away in June. <laughs> June. <laughs> <laughs> but he obviously they've been waiting a while as well, because young Kenny's there rubbing his hands together like he's freezing. He's like, oh. Well, you can hear that over the microphone, but you can actually hear that. Sort of like, you know, that's what he's doing. They're all freezing, huddling, sort of like getting together because of cold. And he's like, oh, there's a guy coming! Sort of thing. Turns the corner, goes over, and it's like, and they're all beckoning towards the guy. The guy's like, "Come on, come on, taking this, taking the bait, he's taking the bait." And the guy just looks over and goes, "Jesus Christ!" And then just puts his foot down. <laughs> and then Brian turns to Avon, who's like, "Oh yeah, Ray, I don't know how we're going to contain them all in this uh, small little car park that we've got." Yeah, I don't know how we're going to fit them in. <laughs> So then uh, we cut we cut to the cerulean as Max and Paddy are on the sunbeds. There's so a Club Tropicana by Wham. Uh, wonder how much that cost them. <laughs> Enough. Enough. Uh, it's probably, that's probably why they couldn't get gold, um, the Blondie song on the last episode. Or the episode before that, even. <laughs> so they're both sort of agreeing that Paddy is saying, this is the life. As they get annoyed, the song gets interrupted by the sound of a tannoy. 
with Holy Mary. Oh, number two, your food's ready. <laughs> oh, that's us. Let's whoa, 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 up, like... cover your arse up, man. <laughs> yeah, Pad- Paddy's, let's say, Max is lying on his back, sort of like, you know, world's hairiest chest. <laughs> underneath one's underneath one sunbed. And on the other side, Paddy's lying face down with his arse in the air. Arse literally hanging out. Yeah, literally, it, yeah, there's nothing covering him. He's strategically got his legs so you can't see cock and balls. He's he look, just his arse, thank fuck. Um, but there's a little big thing on, on commentary that they mentioned saying that, um, that, that Paddy's arse is actually CGI. He doesn't actually have a crack in his arse. <laughs> 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 so then when the Tony Knoll suite we get regulars playing snooker a side door Mark Sirolium opens Sirolium I Max and Paddy exit wearing La Ponderosa Blackpool robes and flip flops <laughs> straight up robbed but he's, like I can say he's, he's actually spelt it the way Jim Bowen actually spoke the word <laughs> Sirolium Sirolium yeah oh, oh, that's, an, that's another thing that I miss from like not uh, being recorded, it's not uh, being here to record the first episode. What happened to your legs? What happened to your hair? It were bald. It were bald last time I saw it. <laughs> yeah, sadly, you missed the Bowen. Oh, yes. Oh, you missed the Bowen. And apparently, on season two, on the outtakes, there's a massive, like, gag reel of Bowen stuff. <laughs> massive oh, gag, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. This is why these special features need their own episode each. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you talk about um, outtakes. In fact, we'll, we'll we'll get up to it a little bit more because um, like there's a little bit of dialogue between Max and Paddy. We should probably mention because they don't get too much screen time in this episode. No, they don't actually. There isn't much at all. It's uh, more all um, Brian, isn't it? Mostly this episode. It's a Brian heavy episode. Yeah. It's like um, Max makes the, um, I think it's Paddy. Paddy makes the comment of just sort of like, girls like a, girls like a brown arse, Max. It's like I, um, I don't really know. Coxie, you've got the you've got the script. Because I've only, I've only yeah, Max. Uh, Paddy says Max, women like a brown arse. And Max said, I've never had a brown arse. <laughs> but then he says, you never had any women. <laughs> so. We then cut. They arrive at the barrio, but it's like decked out like a, a cafe. But there's still like the, t- the TV in that with a few regulars. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's decked out like a greasy spoon, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. You know, like pretty much every single pub in the UK is going to be pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's, there's men in the club like going, "Look at these two, get some clothes on." And then Max, at, Max like, "You never know how many women I've loved and lost." One. <laughs> <laughs> then, well, Paddy says, "Where do you take him? Where do you take him back to? Your mum's." <laughs> Max says, "I've got the Volvo." <laughs> I missed that line. <laughs> you can just imagine it. You get, you, you, he forgets his keys. He accidentally knocks the car. He's taking the woman back. Get back, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we cut to Joyce serving behind the bar. She's pretending to pull a pint as it, it's just as topping up a pint with a bottle of beer. Balls to the brewery. Balls to the brewery. It reminds me of those little bottles. I, I'm, I'm a sad though. I watched Le Mans 24 hours. I watched the whole thing. And every single year, I get them little tiny stubby bottles. Every year. You know, cause I can't be in France or buy something that imitates French beer. So, <laughs> again, I just thought I could imagine that. Just like two bottles in a pint. 
But then I realised the price. I thought, fuck me, I want to go back 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering, as she said to the guy, she said, they are my darling. <laughs> Gives me a pint. 120, please. I was like, <laughs> I want to go back 20 years. <laughs> But I'll go. I'll go back when we used to go to Weatherspoons and used to get a pint of um, Coors Light for like one pound fifty. I was like, yeah, I want that. I want them again. Well, me, me and the delivery man used to used to go when we were like seventeen, eighteen. We used to go to on a, on a Monday because it was like they had the Monday clubs. So you get like a pint of Foster's for like one fifty or one sixty or something. So that'd be that, me done for tonight. Is that the Weatherspoons South South Shore? No, it was uh, Saint Anne's. Ah. See, I used, to, I used to go to the rum part of Blackpool and get mine there. That's probably why the beer was so cheap. <laughs> probably watered down with piss, probably. More likely. More likely, yeah. They just siphoned it off from the urinals. <clears throat> so then uh, she looks over at Max and Paddy. She's like, get some clothes on. But as Max says, we're in the cerulean. We're in the cerulean. <laughs> and um, this area is where the, um, the little outtake section comes in. Because there's... There's a little bit where um, Kenny Cena is at the bar having food himself, and he literally takes a bite out of his burger and is just like, "Ooh!" Tastes like all oh, shit. That I've tasted all shit. And Paddy goes, <laughs> "You talk shit." And this entire sort of like, well, that, the beginning of that scene, like literally in the outtakes, every time Kenny Cena goes, "Ooh!" It literally just cracks Peter Kay and Paddy <laughs> McGuinness up that much. <laughs> It's a bit where he says something like he he says the oh, that tastes like oh shit and then Paddy sort of goes goes to say and fumbles his line or something. He's like he, I'm sure there's a bit where he ends up looking at Peter. He looks at Peter and he's like what the fuck's my line again? Because he's just laughing that much. I think there is one and I think there's something similar where he jumps the gun. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. I uh, rings a bell. But it's just literally it's literally the different levels of going. <laughs> it fucking cracks them like the proper like <laughs> so then <clears throat> Max takes a bite as well and we find out he's the stone called these what's going on the store the stone bastard called these chips what are they doing back there fucking so then we cut... <laughs> enough though we cut to the uh, the kitchen as it actually says in the script the stowaways hey <laughs> there's two Lewises in there a stir-frying f- frozen chips. <laughs> They've got baguettes and salad already on the side. There's only very few enters. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't stir-fry chips. No wonder they're cold. You don't stir-fry chips. And they're looking at her blankly like... Uh-huh. <laughs> she just goes, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. They get somewhat look like excited. They start nodding and bouncing and sort of carry on what they're doing, <laughs> but at a high pace. Like no 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 no! I was like no, you can't. It's hard to do over audio, but it's they like they think that they think that she's complimenting them. Yeah, they think and it's she, they, they they think it's a positive. Yeah, they think it's a positive that they're doing the right thing. It, it, obviously not. Then I think we just cut away from there, don't we? I can't remember anything else happening in the kitchen. Yeah, it's a, we go straight into Brian's office. Well, yes. Jerry's office as a. He's on the phone opening opening some letters and that, and he's got an envelope addressed to Jerry St. Clair, and it reads, half his, half his cash and carry. Yeah. And he's on the phone, so he's like, yeah, hello, Frank, it's Brian. <laughs> How are you, old bugger? <laughs> How's Blackpool? Have you still got it, Potter? 
Brian Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not bad. Not free bad. <laughs> not free bad. <laughs> no, everything's going now. Uh, everything's up and running. Yeah. Yeah. We've been open out. Everything's. What? No, I thought you advised. Balls at balls at brewery. Balls to him. Balls to balls to brewery. <laughs> yeah, I sent Dorman to France and the booze run. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I they got plenty. <laughs> got two stowaways and all. <laughs> yeah, fell off the back of back of Laurie, so he did. <laughs> I don't know where they're from. They can't speak a word of English. <laughs> no, I've got no, I mean, hell no. I've gone working in kitchens in the keep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get a, a knock on the door. Delivery lad walks in. Jerry Sinclair. Uh, Brian clicks his fingers as uh, signs it as actual Jerry Sinclair. <laughs> But you know what it is? I've got Jerry Jerry running the show. Well, he thinks he is. Yeah. I, I just love that. He's just sort of like, you know, he's signing for this delivery, passing himself off as, as Jerry St. Clair. And he's literally just there just going, oh, yeah, 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 I've got Jerry in charge. Well, he thinks he's in charge. I, I just I would have loved a, sort of like a shot of the delivery man just sort of like be going. Hey. Uh, yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. He just <laughs> says it in front of him, doesn't he? Well, to be yeah. fair, I've had, I've had delivery drivers over before when I've been doing deliveries and stuff for old jobs, and I've said, like, oh, do you want me to sign it? He's like, yeah, mate, just put your name down there. And he's one time, one time, one just didn't give a shit. And he goes, what really? He's like, fucking Mickey Mouse for all I care. <laughs> 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 uh, as long as it's marked as delivered, they don't give a fuck, do they? So. Yeah. Uh, while, that's, while that whole conversation is going on as well, you can't help but bring your attention to the... Um, well, I've, I've run out of drink because normally you get the celebrity cameo sort of section here where you have you have to have a drink. Norm, last time it was like Bob Carroll For some reason, it's sort of gone from Bob Carroll to um, Cannon and Ball. Cause there's a big picture of Cannon and Ball just over Brian's shoulder. Mm. Just, uh, over here somewhere. And... Um, yeah, there was a little bit of mention of it on the commentary. We were saying um, about having the side pictures. Is that you know, you know, actually, we did actually have the real cannon and ball. That's not a picture frame; it's a window. We just got them to stand there. Perfectly <laughs> <stressed>. <laughs> it's funny how one of them looks like Eric as well. But yeah, <laughs> oh. but yeah, cannon ball, cannon balls in this episode. So then we see. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry St. Clair driving along. Uh, he's sinking along to lovely day by Bill Withers while he's drinking a cup of Nescafe that he's evidently bought from a nearby bully like Harry Haroon's news agents or something. Paddy McGinnis points out there's no coffee in that cup. <laughs> <laughs> I, was saying, I love it how there's blatantly no coffee in that cup. <laughs> so he leans over, turns the radio up, as he's coming around the corner, he sees the speed trap and brakes. Yeah, just slabs on. Drops forward, drops his coffee, and then horns <laughs> yeah. just—he's like, it's like he's just fell on the horn. Just—he's busted his nose, but for some reason he can't remove himself off his steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> just lied there on top of it. So then, in the Tony Knoll suite, we've got uh, Jerry sitting in the bar with a busted nose and cotton wool up both nostrils as Holy Mary is cleaning him up. <laughs> Oh, poor dear. Ah, ah, ah. Shut up, me girl. <laughs> Should have had your seatbelt on. I did have my seatbelt on. Especially in the speed traffic middle of the road. Who put that there? Ray, I'm always trying to get more people in. Who wear casualty? Ray, I wear casualty. 
Bernsey notices Jerry's wet crotch from the coffee. You pissed yourself. <laughs> it's coffee, man. Why don't you stop him? Me? Stop him? Your licensee? You stop him? Am I? Am I the licensee, though? I am when it suits you. I can see what's going on here. <laughs> but uh, at that point, when you start talking about that if he's a licensee or not, he takes the tablet. But then as he's going through his like more spiel of, you know what it means? You know what's going on here? He's taking even more tablets. Yes. <laughs> You're running this place, not me. I'm just a puppeteer. Puppeteer, do you do kids' parties? You're paranoid. That's how you are. Look at you. Those drugs you're on. <laughs> no wonder your bladder's caved in. You smacked up to your tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect shade, though. It proper looks like piss, doesn't it? That's the thing. Herbal medication, Brian. I've told you before. <laughs> this is not my camera out of kilter. I've got to rebalance my yin yang. What are they? Singing pigs? That's kinky perky. Oh, that's kinky perky. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Joyce pops her head round and says, Hey, there's a lad to see you, see you here for the bar job. Mm-hmm. As Jerry, uh, Brian goes to make a move and as Jerry stops him, Whoa, 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 where are you going? Going to see the lad. Oh, it won't take two hours. Remember, Brian, I'm licensee. As Brian sort of goes all child. (laughs) (laughs) So then we uh, see Jerry sat in the Galaxy Lounge, cotton wool still up his nose. (laughs) Right, right, come here, son. I'm Jerry St. Clair, licensee. It's proper proper nasally as well. It's like, how you doing there, son? I'm Jerry Jerry St. Clair, licensee. (laughs) (laughs) As we see Spencer walk in. Hey, played by uh, Daniel Kitson. Yeah, oh, this... the musical fame. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. Excuse me, sir. Can you put your phone away, please? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got a little bit of a tidbit on this. Um, now I don't know how common knowledge this is. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a bit of animosity between um, Peter Kay and um, Kitson after all this happened. Um. So yeah. Um. On the uh, commentary, they refer to him as that bastard. Um, oh. Basically, Peter Cagle's it, and they mention it, saying that uh, apparently, they don't really mention anything about it. They say he's talented, and he's one of the na- most naturally funny people they've ever met. But it's apparently, uh, according to like, well, pa- Paddy brings it up, the guy that plays Kenny Senior brings it up, Peter Kay himself brings it up, said that Daniel Kitson said that... Um, he, uh, Pete, the Phoenix Knights is the least pr- thing that he's least proud of in his career. Mm. In, the, in, the, in many uh, things. And I found um, in that, I thought, oh, that's quite surprising. I didn't, I didn't know there was any animosity. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did a little bit of research and I found like a little bit of a um, like an interview he did with The Guardian. Uh, Daniel Kitson did with The Guardian. Yeah. Um, I'll just read a bit of it off. Um, it says that Kitson had a two-career-defining experience, starring as the recurring character Spencer, the barman, in the Peter K. sitcom Phoenix Nights, and winning the 2002 Perrier. He is comfortable with neither, and has publi- publicly disowned Phoenix Nights, branding it lazy and racist. K, for his part, has pixelated Kitson out of DVDs. So he's actually pixelated Spencer out. 
Right. And refers to him as a bastard on commentary. So, um, what is it? Bastard on commentary. The Perrier Award, meanwhile, prompted a personal crisis. For several years, Kitson seemed ashamed of having won it and was afraid of the mainstream success that it and Phoenix Knights promised. So, basically, what he basically did was he uh, publicly shit on Peter Kay. Mm. For, for basically what he fought to Phoenix Knights, hence the animosity on commentary. And they don't really mention anything about Spencer's character. They just bring up what the, the actor did. So what's the... Um, what what date would, did that interview come out then? Uh, I didn't get the date, I'm afraid. Um, I'm assuming it's after... Um, just bear with me. I'll see if I can find it. God, yeah. Is this it? See to see to me that seems like I real realise there's only sort of like bits and pieces of that story, but it seems to me as if like from the role that he had as Spencer, he was just expecting this like great big massive, you know, the the overload of like job offers would just start flowing after he appeared you know on phoenix nights and because he hasn't got the opportunities that he thought he would get i don't know he just has sort of like a has like a a, a maybe an animosity maybe sort of like you know oh i was promised sort of like you know the big time for appearing in this series and you know it never happened so I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating, to be honest with you, but yeah, that's what it comes across to me. See, I can't find the actual uh, int- the um, interview now. I'm looking for it. Um, I'm it's just a, looking. I've got one here from The Guardian, which was 2012. Uh, I'm not sure. It could be 20. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I found it. It is from... Yeah, Sunday the 5th of August, 2012. Yeah. But um, I think it's been mentioned a few times prior to that. Obviously, he must have gone public and said he was least proud of it and called Peter Kay basically... Right. He basically called Peter Kay a fucking racist, essentially. Well, I can think of... So many more sitcoms that have been infinitely more offensive than Phoenix Nights has been. Well, this is it. I mean, this is like a thought the conversation would would come to us. It's like it's it depends on what's okay now at the time when it was filmed, and that's mm. why it came out. For example, um, nowadays you wouldn't be able to get away with Germany Nazi jokes, but Faulty Towers did that in the late seventies when or yep. whenever it was filmed. Mm-hmm. They did it then. It was okay to do that then. You won't be able to do that I, now, though. I think that was it. Daniel Kitson, the actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think he just doesn't like Peter Kay, and that's yeah. the reason why he's just come out with all of this stuff. Because I've the only drama I heard, sort of like behind the scenes with, with like Phoenix, is. Um, I think it was Dave Spikey who plays Jerry St. Clair. Yeah. There was sort of like a, there was a little bit of an interview sort of like recently about like, you know, possibly doing a, um, you know, a, a reboot of Phoenix Nights. 
and Dave Spikey just basically said that he wouldn't want to. Mm. There's also, I was just reading on Digital Spy then on the, a forum from like years ago. Someone was saying about it and like how everyone, Peter Capen took all the credit for it and they all, they all fell out because uh, like it started off as Phoenix Nights but on DVDs and stuff it came out as Peter K's Phoenix Nights. Mm. So. I'll have to have a look at that on my DVD upstairs when we, when we finish up. But yeah, I think it is Peter K's Phoenix Nights on there. But at the same time, if you look on the back, it's got the characters, and all the, all the um, credits for them are actually on the back of the DVD, on the box. So you don't actually have to look that far to people to get the recognition, and you can see who's actually in it. So I don't know. It's it's a weird one that. Um, but yeah, to me, Pete, uh, that Daniel Kixon just sounds bitter because yeah, yeah. he didn't do that much in the mainstream. After that, but Peter Kay obviously got the job roles, job offers left, right, and centre after Phoenix Knights because it was his big break. So it seems they might be one of them. He might, they might have tried to stereotype, stereocast him as like a sort of uh, Spencer type character every time. Because like I know, yeah, um, yeah, it's this, yeah, because it's always that case with sort of like you know actors like me watching like old school Doctor Who when you've had like certain certain people playing the doctor who only play it for a short amount of time because they're worried about being typecasted or typecasted, I should say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so, like, cause, cause, um, Clinton Baptiste is still like doing live shows and podcasts and all sorts, even now. So. Well, this is it. Some people like, Oh, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. Like look at Elijah, Elijah Wood. He was typecast for fucking years, doing the same sorts of roles, and then did Green Street as a change. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and the next thing, you know, he's in fucking Sin City and things like that. Completely different. You could probably, you could probably say the same thing about like um, Keanu Reeves as well, because he, mm. he was very much sort of like typecast, typecast for years, and then he did John Wick, and you know, his career is, I'd say, sort of like flourished a little bit more than it probably would had he not taken that role mm. yeah yeah. That's, yeah that's fair enough but like i say some people like i said they don't want to be typecast and they want to do a variety of different things but some people want to be typecast and make a mm. fucking career out of it i mean look at someone like arnold schwarzenegger yep he did basically the same role for fucking everything i'm the big <laughs> jackson guy that shoots people in the face occasional comedy you know <laughs> That was, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the fucking 80s, definitely. And then he toned it down a bit in the 90s and did a bit of comedy because he was uh, got was mates with Danny DeVito. So it's one of them. He made a, he made a name out of being typecast. You know, um, Nicolas Cage being typecast as a fucking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> or just, John, just being, being Nick Cage. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's you, you be you, Nick Cage. Sort yeah, of you be you. We'll we'll right round you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to the episode. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, you got to sit down there. It's Spencer, isn't it? That's right. Never never forget a face. Spencer for hire, and may I suggest that you move the situation vacant sign in the window and replace it with one that reads "Situation full." I'm your man. And Jerry, right. Jerry just gives her very unconvincing. Oh, right. 
just goes to write something down on his piece of paper. <laughs> he's so good, is Spencer in this though, or Daniel Kitson? He's so good in it. This is the this is the thing. He's amazing in it, and even we throughout the animosity that's on the commentary, it's actually acknowledged he's really fucking good. They yeah. even they, they say you know. All things considered, he was fucking great. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, tell me, Spencer, have you had any previous bar- experience with Barwick? Oh, yes, you name it. Not only have I seen the film Cocktail six times, I was once also an innkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Where was that? Uh, in Bethlehem. <laughs> in St. Peter and Paul's groundbreaking production of The Nativity. Not only did I give... Mary and Joseph, a room at the inn, <laughs> en suite, <laughs> with, 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 with the lovely view of Galilee. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking hotel on the prom, doesn't it? <laughs> I threw in the solarium to cut in full English at Sea View. <laughs> um, we're back in the uh, the Tony Hall suite. Kenny Senior takes a pair of women's reading glasses from a mannequin dead in the bar. The Phoenix glasses, apparently. <laughs> that actually says Phoenix Club glasses. Please return. Yeah. For some reason, it's got a, like a, a foam head, like Al Snow used to have. Yeah. But with three darts shoved in the top for no apparent reason, <laughs> and it's not explained why. Then we see Holy Mary polishing a photograph of Tony Knowles on the wall. A plaque on the re- underneath <laughs> reads, "The Tony Knowles Suite." As Brian says to her, "That's it, shine him up." <laughs> they don't make him like they don't make many men like TK anymore. He broke a million hearts on and off the table. A million and one. <laughs> <laughs> and she kisses her hand and touches the picture. And there's a little <laughs> bit of a tip bit that uh, the actual is it Tony Knowles? Yeah. Yeah, he actually was on set. <laughs> he was actually there right because oh, he found dear. it dead, he found it dead hard to find it because he wanted the picture of Tony Knowles it was actually from the get go that's what they wanted right and they couldn't get a picture of Tony Knowles for love and the money they couldn't find one so I'm assuming because I don't think they mentioned it but I think they must have got in touch with Tony Knowles told him to come and bring a picture with him <laughs> unless they got a picture on the day and just sort of like got some like, rapidly printed it off Probably, yeah. That's More than right. likely. But um <laughs> yeah, the actual the actual guy was there. And uh um Kenny Senior played played up to character went, Yeah, I beat him at Snooker that day. Unfortunately <laughs> 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 I beat him. <laughs> young 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 Kenny enters the room carrying some stepladders, climbs up and Brian's, sees some new stepladders on the ceiling as Brian's, Brian's watching him. Brian's like Brian's like, What have I told you about putting shit on my wall? Like Jerry likes it. It's like, oh yeah, I bet he would. <laughs> well, he actually calls him, he calls him Tiger Woods because of the face paint. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with that, Tiger Woods? <laughs> then uh, Kenny Senior walks over. Hey, look at this. <laughs> then Perry's taking out a full page ad. As Brian said, he's what the shit house. <laughs> <laughs> It's, doesn't young Kenny just be like, oh, yeah, it's a good ad, that? And Brian just flicks the V's in. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, Kenny Senior starts reading it. So it's the Banana Grove. Come and lose yourself in our new Bermuda Triangle suite. <laughs> top <laughs> top Jewish tribute act, Rabbi, Rabbi Williams. Rabbi Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young Kenny, he's good, him. 
Forget, forget the rest. The second best. The Banana Grove beats the rest. It's Cry Rest with Beast. <laughs> it, cra- it breaks me every time, and I don't know why. I'm fucking Rabbi Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Just got then, visions, I've just got visions of him dressed up as a full-on rabbi just singing, will it be entertain you? I <laughs> <laughs> pay for it. And then we hear a car screech. As we hear that, it's the Phoenix Club. <laughs> Turn right, pull off into paradise. And Ravon goes, looks out the window, and Brad's like, anything? He comes back, it's like shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're back in the galaxy lounge with, with Jerry and Spencer still doing the interview. As uh those are, these are references, are they? Yeah. Uh, dear Mr. St. Clair, Spencer would be great behind the bar. That's, That's from my mum, that one. Uh my old Woolworth teacher, Mr. Haroon. <laughs> he said Spencer will definitely end up behind the bar. So there's bars this son, someone's crossed the S off. Lovely. Yeah, bars. Said bars this. <laughs> yeah. While Spencer's just sort of like, oh, is it? He's like sat like back with his arms folded, just yeah. like, oh, really? His oh, glasses, okay. his glasses are at a fucking angle like this. Takes <laughs> up in the corner. His glasses are like forty-five degrees across his face. So he's like on one side. If he's like his right hand side, his eyes is at the bottom of his lens, and then his left side, the eyes are at the top of the lens. It's that far out. His glasses are proper taped up. It's <laughs> the right fucking state. So then, uh, <laughs> with the Tony Knowles, we got Brian Rave on, young Kenny and Kenny Singer sat watching TV. The two stairways enter carrying food for Brian, speaking their own language. Who Brian calls Ant and Deck. Oh, here they go, here they yeah. go. Come on, I'm ready for this. And they walk straight past him. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm over here. Over here. <laughs> I haven't got a clue, have they? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> you know. But then he says, I'll have a black milkshake and pound a piss. See? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, no. He takes the, t- takes the top off the, um, it t- takes the, uh, the t- top of the bun off his, uh, off his chip bussy. And <laughs> he's like, what the hell? Look at me, my chips are bloody cremated. Look at that. Mummy sticks. He's pickled some mummy sticks for some reason. Like <laughs> mummy sticks. Mummy sticks. Who's like We hear a voiceover for the trailer for Crime Time. As we get the assault of a brutal, the brutal assault of a Birmingham pensioner. Have you seen this man? Police probe leads girls That that yeah. Now reading this, reading this second one, that's it's thrown me a bit. Police probe leads girls snatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like the intro. It was like you know when you have like newspaper articles and they sort of like yeah. have the big headline where it's sort of like it's a sentence but not a sentence because they've got to try and fit it in. That's how he said it to try and grab your attention. <laughs> but it's meant to sound rude that way because he's trying to make it sound like a newspaper headline. So they go, what? A, violent, a violent armed robbery of a high street jewellers. Does any of this ring a bell? As uh, <laughs> We see the, the exterior shot of the jewellers advertising the phone number and stuff. As Ray Vaughn says, that's very clever. 
Big 40% off sale. No, well, it's blatant advertising, isn't it? Jeweler gets robbed. He knows his insurance is going to pay him out. Because he gets crime time in the film reconstruction. He gets free publicity on national television. It doesn't cost him a penny. <laughs> so they do the reconstruction, don't they? Yeah. But then we got a uh, graphic comes on screen, split saying it's on, t- on tonight at nine o'clock. But then we're back in, <laughs> back in the Galaxy Lounge with Jerry saying to Spencer, what made you apply for this job? The DSS. And why do you think I should give it to you? Because it'll be the DSS that pay my wages and it won't cost you a penny. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> when can you start? Well, <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, yeah, he wasn't going to hire says, Oh, don't cost me a penny. Have the job. Have it now. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're back in the tuning hall suite. Kenny Senior's telling a story mapping out with Brian's burnt chips and salad. Young Kenny, only young Kenny to him as Rayvon's watching TV as Brian's with hang on that's it <laughs> that's bloody it talk about wood for trees that's what we'll do we'll get the crime team in the, the TV boys or whatever they are <laughs> they can reconstruct us <laughs> oh, reconstruct dear. what us burning down the club burning down night of the fire think of the publicity they must get 100 million viewers say <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, so then of course sort of Brian's plans revealed if we can catch Den Perry oh yeah we'll As get Kenny two birds Senior, asked, oh, they want to come here because we're on this old crime Poirot <laughs> <laughs> the Joe Public he loves a good mystery place <laughs> we'll get oh yeah so wait till I tell Jerry this <laughs> I don't know I don't know why I think of them and it just got some shot of Ray Bonnie he's like freaking out yeah. just has a swig of his pint <laughs> and that's the end of part one yeah <laughs> 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 I thought I'd leave it to you sort to the professionals to do the jingle work <laughs> I don't, I've, I've, tried, I've had my chance for the last like three episodes and I've ruined it every time so I thought I better I'm about to take a step back Pros are back. <laughs> so we come back with part two. It's the we're on the main road as we, as we see a white van approaching the club with crime time, crime. TV's crime crusaders on the side. Yeah. <laughs> they and hit the sign. It hits the pressure pad. <laughs> yeah. Then we, cut never gets van, we cut to see the van pulling into the car park with lights, trainers, catering, all camped up in the park at the car park. Uh... As we got the director, Chris gets out and a crew member points towards Brian. <laughs> Cut to Brian who's in his Sunday best. Oh, so yeah. He's selling a sparky to angle his light on the Phoenix Club sign. Get on I the sign! On the sign! I don't I don't get why, but the, the, the red dicky bow always makes me giggle every time. I have absolutely no idea why. It's just like, well, for all the things you could wear, you, red dicky bow. Don't know why. It just tickles me. I'm weird. Then... <laughs> <laughs> So Brian's saying, turn it up, put it on the sign, on the side, point into the sign. And the crew the crew is just like, all right, mate, whatever. So <laughs> Brian, to the sign, there you are. What what is it? And the crew has a 2K, UK. Put it on the sign, that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> As then the director Chris walks over, Mr. Potter, yeah. And Chris, the director, we spoke on the phone. 
Oh yeah. I thought you were a girl. But then we get well, here we, there you go, here we are. This is the Phoenix, burnt but not beaten, singed singe but not. Come on, I'll show you where they found the first body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so then we get Brian, Chris, and the first assistant director walking down the foyer. There's an elderly man who's dressed exactly like Brian in the same gear with the red uh, red bow tie that are wheeling towards him. Whoa, 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 who's that? As Kenny Senior said, it's all been, it's been all hands on dick. <laughs> we feel both rebuilt it from nothing, you know. Hands on dick. And then Brian, Brian sees the lookalike. Whoa, 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 who is he? Oh, that's Tom, he's an actor. He'll be playing you. He'll be playing me. I'll be playing me. Go on, get up, off you get. <laughs> he just gets out the wheel. Yeah. I don't know why it tickles me that. He's an actor. He's not supposed to be exactly like Peter Kay, but he just gets up, walks off, and starts complaining. <laughs> I don't know why. So, yeah, so, so Tom, the actor, stands up and walks off. As uh, Chris says, Mr. Potter, have you ever worked in TV before? Have I worked in TV? Why? Oh, Mr. TV, Palais. You name it, I've done it. Band of gold, <laughs> queer as folk. I play one of the folk. <laughs> You just shout cut and I'll do the rest. <laughs> Fucking bad the gold. That's going back, isn't it? Jesus. So then we're in the Phoenix Club. It's the evening. As we hear camera rolling. Slate 41, take one. And action. As Brian's sort of wheeling through like a very, there's only what, about five people in the club. Yeah. We were busy in this. We were full. Talent trek, man. Business night to you. So we we cut together. There's, there's like literally three more people. <laughs> we get, we yes, get Ravon and the we get Ravon and Anton Dexter there in shell suits wearing flat caps. Please tell me that's written down in the script. They're called Anton Deck. It just well, it's got them here as the, the stowaways, but I'm guessing in later later scripts they probably will be Anton Deck. <laughs> <laughs> so then Brian's wheeling past him. Good evening. And the answer Brian in Chinese. Can we can we can we just not brush over the fact that they're fucking wearing the world's worst shell suits? Oh, well. there's a picture. There you go. There you go. The most, the most early nineties tracksuits you can ever imagine. <laughs> they are fucking uh, awful. <laughs> so then the answer Brian in Chinese, we got cut. Brian's like, what? <laughs> booming. Booming? What's booming? Booming. We were booming, but you can't tell, can you? No figure in. <laughs> Keep saying, what's the extras you promised us? Promised us. <laughs> Say it again, son. <laughs> Someone sneezes as he calls action. Oh. Bless you, you got a sneeze in here. Sorry, sorry, cut. <laughs> as we then cut outside, we see Max and Paddy in, uh, in tight, uh, high visits with uh, TV crew written on them. Baseball cap scene, crime time is seen on TV. <laughs> walkie walkie talkies, headsets all over again. <laughs> Paddy's showing Max a walkie talkie. So push that in. Don't put your thumb over that. Can you hear me? I can't can feel the side of you. Can, I can't <laughs> right next to you. Oh, can you hear me through this? Can you, can you hear me, Patrick? 
<laughs> I think it, I think this is the bit where um, it cuts back to the uh, the Galaxy director. Lounge. Director director goes over to the walkie-talkie. He's like, "Quiet, please." <laughs> it cuts back to the front door. Max goes, "Everyone, everyone, quiet. Everyone, quiet, please." And the director goes, "Going for a take." And Max goes, "We're, we're, going, we're going, we're going for, for a take." take. <laughs> and the director goes, "Who is this?" And Max goes, "Who's this?" And the director goes, what channel are you on? And Max just takes like a second to think. And he goes, ITV. Paddy's right, so next to him goes like, tell him, tell him. (laughs) ITV. ITV, I think. So then uh, we jump cut again. We've got a clapperboarding shot. Brian's gone past the stairways and approaches Marion. As we got Slate 41, take seven. Action. As Brian, good evening. And one of the cooks, hey, all. <laughs> and then you see Brian, uh, Rave on with his flag, say, all right, Mr. Potter. And he and then, bows as well. He bows as well, much like Ant and Deck do. Yes, he does. <laughs> he, just <laughs> sort of like, he just sort of like does a quarter bow, doesn't he? Sort of like... <laughs> Joyce is sat there. Good evening, Joyce. All right, Brian. We are busy tonight. <laughs> As Brian puts on his his posture. Well, we will be. We're the Phoenix Club, <laughs> country's premier entertainment complex. We're Sir Oliam. <laughs> As Max on the outside. Let's get Potter. <laughs> um, over over the walkie talkie again. Taxi for Potter. Taxi for Potter. And it cuts back to the galaxy round. And <laughs> Brian's literally there just going, oh, they're two bloody pricks. I had that. I had that then. In the bag. So it's like, I made it in the bag. But then you, you also get that there's none of this on Bergerac. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the clapboard again. Brian's back in his position. Rave on the stairway is in position. He's rolling through the club. And then he's, well, we get to also see Brian have his makeup done at one point. Oh, it's very therapeutic. Yeah. You touched me on Target, ta- you know. I played a drugs baron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then the first first uh, assistant is saying, that's understood, thank you. He says, can we go? He says, no, we're still waiting for Mr. Perry. <laughs> wait, what? Wait on who? Mr. Perry. Den Perry? Yeah. Bloody hell, don't have him in here. He's the one that calls the bloody place. <laughs> As he walks in, cigar in hand. Right, where do you want me? <laughs> Your Dem Perry is on point, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Boris Johnson on one side, and we've got Dem Perry on the other. <laughs> careful, careful now. You put a nerve showing your face around there, Perry. <laughs> bloody damn cheek. Always glad to be helped, Brian. You know me. <laughs> now, do you know your lines? Do you know my lines, do I? Just watch. I'll let you off the bloody screen. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but what's your motivation? Motivation. I've got plenty of motivation. <laughs> what? I've got plenty of motivation, fat boy. Yes. <laughs> to see you in jail biting a pillow and D-wing. <laughs> <laughs> As we get the director, Chris, once again, calling for action. Slate 43, take one. as a brain. He did it. He did it. He's in there. He sent the club down. That's who you want him. 
I can't do this. I'm going to be trailer. He's got a trailer. <laughs> so then we're back in the uh, in the Galaxy Lounge and Brian's formulated a plan. It is got uh, young Kenny in foundation face this time, <laughs> looking a bit like meatloaf. <laughs> what's that? He said, well, what's that? Foundation. Foundation. Michael Jackson's. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got Holy Mary, Joy Spencer, Rave on the two stairways. Uh, things are going well. We're not advertising enough. We've got to blatantly advertise. Sell, sell, sell the Phoenix. As um, they also they all sort of like right, it's okay. And it's like um, Spencer and uh, one of the stowaways. They've done the sort of like you know, put your hands in. So if you go on free, on free, one, two, three, break. <laughs> they're, they're, they're literally just there with their hands on top of each other everyone's and they're just looking around just sort of uh, oh, right. yes <laughs> but then uh, so we, we cut to Chris who's saying get it up as Brian says get what up what get what up the sign the bloody sign what sign what's he on about as Dead and Brian yeah, are in the positions at the bar we see Spencer and Holly Mary Spencer the customer drinking a pint of beer Right, so remember, you're just watching the show, we're listening to the music. <laughs> Slate 44, take one. As we see Spencer, in, uh, Holy Mary in the background serving Spencer. And there you go. Oh, thank you. That is a lovely, silky, smooth pint. Oh, and here's your change, madam. Oh, thank you. Oh, no, you've given me too much change. Surely that can't cannot be right. Well, this is the Phoenix Club, madam. Not on commentary. Uh, they actually say that um, uh, um, Daniel Kitson is actually fucking brilliant at this point here. He actually <laughs> does a really good performance the old way they're doing the pint, what have you. Yeah. But as they're doing it, Paddy goes, do you know what I've heard? I heard that, you know, he said that Phoenix Knights was the most, it was the thing that he was least proud of he ever did, just bringing it back up again. <laughs> and I think it's Kenny, the guy that played Kenny Senior just literally in the background, just as he's finishing, he says, shit house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Oh, that's it. Peter K calls him like an ungrateful bastard. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, there's proper, like, feelings there. Proper, proper animosity. Yeah. So the, the director calls cut as uh, Brian's trying to tell him, I say, that's apparently exactly how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happens every night. <laughs> Uh, we then see Jerry into the Galaxy Land wearing leather pants with his hair back. Fucking hell. Like a pearlescent cummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> it looks fucking awful. As he walks in, he says, right, Chris, where do you want me? As Brian turns <laughs> to look at him, you died your hair, you can permanently mar- maroon. Dad wants his pants back. Or prematurely back. maroon, even. Was it his dad wants his pants back or something like that? He says, oh, I like that. <laughs> leather pants. Go and get your dad to leave his on. Oh, yes, that's it. <laughs> so then we're in the uh, Galaxy Lounge Galaxy Lion still. Jerry's on, Clay, on stage singing Reach for the Stars Vest Club 7. Liz Alanos backing him as Jerry turns around to reveal on his back. Jerry Sinclair compare of a high and a mobile number. <laughs> as Alan, Alan hits the side of his keyboard and we see an advert. Liz Alanos, the best backing band in Clubland and a mobile number. Any tune, any place, anywhere. <laughs> the song reaches its climax as Noah's banner advertising the club rolls down, covering the stage and Jerry. Yeah. 
two pirates explode, cut to Chris and the crew standing, <laughs> standing like. Oh, Brian's sake. there just going, hey, look at that. Put that in your show. Put that in your show, eh? Huh? <laughs> the, the van screeches off with the, as we track once again. See you, son. We'll let you know if you find your crime time lights. <laughs> <laughs> we find out what happened to them very shortly. <laughs> Brian uh, asks, well, Jerry, do you think we've exposed the club enough? Oh, hi. Well done, everyone. Good cracking job. So then we're in the Tony Knoll suite again. Everyone's watching TV. Hmm. Live on TV's telling... TV crime time here in, on a poster. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday 21st, only £3.50, including buffet. Yeah, I was going to say, they're selling tickets to go watch it on the world's smallest TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's only all bloody regular. It's only all staff anyway. So. Yeah, it's just staff. It's only staff. There was a couple of regulars in the background, but mostly it was staff. So then uh, we got the presenter in the studio. Your calls will be treating the strictest confidence and lines are open till midnight. We'll bring you an update at 11 after an audience with Jockey Wilson. He's <laughs> been presented like an old school version of um, like Crime Watch. Crime Watch. Well, what, you, what, what, yeah. was, what we glossed over about over before, but I've just remembered now. When the van first arrived at the beginning of the second half of Phoenix Nights, when they turned up to start filming... There's mm. actually like a remixed version of the Phoenix Knights theme, but done sort of like in the Crime Watch sort of style, which I thought was oh I dig that. Right, this to be fair. Yeah, it's sort of like you remember the if you remember the old theme tune to Crime Watch, it was done. It's sort of like I don't know, I can't I can't really do it, but it's like they did they slightly merged the two songs together. Oh right. And it was bloody brilliant. Hmm. So yeah, just listen, listen back, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I laughed too. So Rayvon asks if it's on as he gets shushed by Max and if we hear the presenter say, now we go back to November of last year into the Phoenix Club in Bolton as everyone cheers. Yay! With a grand final talent trek, <laughs> a night, someone claps. <laughs> <laughs> a, a fun and laughter, but a night that was turned to turn the tragedy. A mysterious blaze swept for the Phoenix Club, devastating it. The club's owner, Brian Potter, now takes up the story. <laughs> Then he comes on with like his name on the bottom, and everyone's like, "Hey!" And they're he's nice still, fire. He's, he's still in his dicky bow as well. Yeah, <laughs> the same outfit he was wearing. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't an ordinary night. It was a grand final talent trek, most prestigious night in cl- clubland that we held concurrently for three years. As the young, the reconstruction cuts to young Kenny in his foundation. <laughs> Good evening, sir. Enjoy talent trek at right, the Phoenix then, Club. Oh, he's pointing at the side. <laughs> Cut to young Kenny being interviewed on on the a blue screen. As the caption reads, "Young Kenny is wearing a t-shirt that reads Dem Perry did it.'" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed as well he wasn't wearing um, as much foundation as he mm. did um, during the actual sort of like you know the oh. the, the, the crime time filming yeah. sequence in the club, or it might have just been the lighting, and I. Couldn't really tell. But it didn't look as if he had too much foundation this as he is, did during the film. This is just sort of spitballing, but there was something that was brought up on commentary, which was good before, but I thought, mm, it's not really worth bringing up. But now you've mentioned it. Peter Kay said it would have been funnier with the foundation if you could actually see the tiger face paint underneath the foundation. 
Yes. Maybe because they've maybe they've realised that, and when they filmed that section, but right, we need to like lay off the foundation a bit and see mm-hmm. if we can get that tiger, the tiger face paint to come through a bit. Possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they wanted to see, they want the fans. They thought in hindsight it would be funny if they could get a bit of that tiger face paint popping through from underneath the foundation, but obviously, yeah, it didn't happen. But that could be why. I don't know. It's just like I said, yeah. just an idea. Yeah. Judging by what I heard on the commentary. <laughs> so the, as young Kenny's been interviewed, I've been working at clubs since that night. Since I've been on since six o'clock, Ben. Seen anything suspicious? As Brian <laughs> wheels in, have you found anything suspicious? No, no. <laughs> Very good. He stood in the middle of it. He, he stood like obscuring a poster. Brian's just sort of like back it up a bit, back it up, back it up. Yeah. And I think like Max makes a uh, makes a comment of just sort of like um, of young Kenny. He's like. Oh look at that over there, Tony Green. And there's there's a there's a thing with sort of like um Peter Kay with his um with his stand up in um I think it's the Manchester Arena one, where he makes a comment when he's uh, doing his bullseye uh, routine. And he's just mm. sort of like he mentions Tony Green, he's like Tony Green, capital D. So I think I think that was like Max making yeah. a little bit of a jab at like young Kenny's weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there was Brian saying we're packed to the rafters but we're used to that being the most successful club in the region open seven nights a week coach passing charities welcome then we get the reconstruction cutting to Max and Paddy on the door as, a che- as we get a chair Look, yeah. we're looking very nervous and wooden as Max says evening Pauline don't go causing any bother who's the woman Pauline who's Pauline yeah <laughs> And then you just see Max sort of like uh, Paddy, sorry, gestures in front of you, like you know, big, big, the big jokes. And then they cut away. He's like, they caught me lying. They caught me lying. And Paddy, Max is like, yeah, you because you were shit. <laughs> As, uh, Brian mentioned goes on to mention the it was cracking night. The ventriloquist one. <laughs> and then back with the uh, the reconstruction. Kenny Kenny sitting behind a, a desk in the foyer. And Kenny Senior's outside the gentry in the newspaper wearing the Phoenix glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it unfolds the, the paper to reveal a mocked up headline that reveals, it reveals the Phoenix Club is the best on the back page. Yeah. And on um, the front it says Dead Perry, Perry did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you get the voiceover from Brian saying, who would have thought that while, you, while we were laughing and zinging that next door, a town, Tower Inferno would have been started deliberately in the toilets. I mean, it's just, just reducing my dreams to ashes, you know. And it, it cuts back to him with sort of like the studio pick. Um, and he's got like the, the little boy charity box. Sort of like, oh. you know, half, half his face is burned. And he's just sort of like, oh, it's, it's, all, it's all getting... Look at me, little lad. We take a breather, lads. It's all, it's all getting a little bit too much. And it, as he's put his sort of like arm around the little boy the little boy the little box has got like a post-it that said dead perry did it and you just <laughs> right you just see brian point down to it he's sort of like he's not just pointing though he's sort of like moving his finger back with a force and grabbing yes. your attention he's sort of like a neon, if, you could, if you could do like an impression of a neon light with your finger that would be it it's yeah. like... <laughs> so so we match the galaxy and galaxy lounge is one of the club members he's gonna cry now Look at that! Look at that! <laughs> then we cut back to the studio with the presenter behind the desk. Well, disturbing scenes. That it? Where's the rest of it, eh? 
you've got it all yeah, out. Yeah, the the the, the um the staff members in uh, the staff members at the club, they're just sort of like making a point of just sort of like they cut out the performance. They cut out the why did they cut out the performance? <laughs> Alan actually had a line and said that as well. Yeah. yeah. Because they actually make it out of the commentary. He's like, oh, you got a line here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that scene in the uh, what we're about to talk about in the studio, back at the obviously the Crime Time studio, that, according to what I heard on the commentary, was actually filmed in a studio in Stockport Ooh. and was the first thing that was filmed for season two. Right. Ooh. So... We found out what the last thing was that was filmed was obviously the beginning of the Phoenix Knights season two where they was in the burnt out club. That was the last thing they filmed. The first mm. thing was the Crime Time Studio thing. Mm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So then uh, the presenter raises his hand to shush Brian as we joined the studio with Inspector Jack Crawford and by the club's owner, Mr. Brian Potter. <laughs> Inspector, Inspector Crawford, I'll turn to you first. Do you have any leads at all at who could have committed this terrible crime? And I've got here in the script, and he said, Brian rubs his crotch and sniffs his fingers. <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> well, then, as the inspector says, Well, we've known about Mr. Potter for quite a while now. He's been involved in a number of clubs that have all been destroyed and in suspicious circumstances. Really? Whoa, 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 roll that back. <laughs> What do you mean, suspicious circumstances? What's on about, eh? <laughs> I hope you're not accusing me. Did you hear that? It's just uh, the way you go. Jerry's watching through his fingers as the rest of the regulars are staring at the screen. And then Brian's back on television. I'll tell you at Burton's Club, Dan. T- you cut him out of the film. <laughs> Den Perry, that's who you want. Den Perry. <laughs> <laughs> the inspector's sort of like, you know, grabbing right, Brian's arm, just sort of like going... Well, look, Mister Posse, you can't go around at it's accusing people. <laughs> like, what does Brian? What does Brian do exactly? Well, Brian. First of all, Brian. The 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 inspector says you can't accuse someone during an ongoing investigation. And Brian says, "Well, someone's got to do your job. You don't piss all." Yeah. <laughs> As he touches his arm, and he's going, "Look at this. Do you see that?" And he, he went for me then. Yeah. That's how it happened. See that? <laughs> Two words. Oh, your honour. <laughs> He should have done. He should have repeated his line from this first episode of season two. Say, I'll have you. I'll have you. What's it? I'll put you on your back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that would have been perfect for that moment. It would have been perfect. There, get off, man. I'll put you on your back. <laughs> it has two words. Is it Biko or something? Yeah, Biko. <laughs> so the inspector tells him to calm down. Come on, look, he's doing it again. He's doing it again. He fell at your honour. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it happened, you know. You have another Rodney King on your hands. <laughs> Tell bloody Norman Tebbit here. <laughs> <laughs> but then, oh, as the inspector's trying to say, let me finish, your brain's head like a ball to a red rag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potter, please calm down. And could we return to the subject? No, I've lost my license. I'll come on here. You start to accuse. I mean, you you cut out. You can stick your show. You can't bring me on here and then start. You're treating me like one of the bloody Bee Gees. Yeah. The fuck. And he uh, obviously takes off his uh, microphone, sort of like wheels away. The presenter sort of like 
like a close shot of him. Um, Did you see him in the background? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as he's as the as the presenters doing this like great big massive appeal, sort of like you know, um, we had a we had a number of our uh, equipment go missing, and like literally, <laughs> Brian's going backwards and forwards well, in front of him, just going. There's some belting lines. There's some belting lines. First of all, as he. Brian's like wheeling back and forth. He's like, I'll tell you something. I'll catch him myself because you like you couldn't find your ass with both hands. <laughs> but then it's uh, during the filming of, of uh, how did you get out of here? We lost several pieces of expensive filming equipment. We lost no whereabouts. Where's the bloody door, eh? Bring me a taxi. <laughs> But if you, if you notice the woman on the left-hand side, on the back back left corner, she's cracking up laughing. <laughs> I never noticed that. I got from the back of the you can uh, tell uh, she can't keep a straight face or he's wheeling towards her. Remember your taxi? <laughs> if that was me, I'd have been... I'd, I'd, the moment he said to me, bring me a taxi like that, I'd, I'd have broke. I'd, <laughs> I, I'd have broke so hard I would have to put, make him go shout court. Definitely. So, <laughs> we cut back to the Phoenix Club. We're in the car park. Uh, come on, Jerry. Turn the crown town lights off and all. <laughs> These massive, great big lights on the front. <laughs> but it's, like then, it's, it's, it's like bloody spotlights that you'd see in like, The Great Escape. Just sort <laughs> of like... <laughs> yeah, chasing a prisoner across the street. <laughs> uh, Brian asked, did we get a call from the update? 12. Crown time. Bloody wasted time. I'm going to stop paying my licence fee. You don't pay, you don't your, pay your licence fee. fee. <laughs> yes, I'm right. It's all it's all chefs and di- DIY shagging. I don't yeah. know why I bother. Because <laughs> we then hear a car beat. Brian, both Brian and Jerry turn to look, and uh, there's a young couple asking nervously, "Are you that bloke or crime time? <laughs> what? We on telly tonight? Yeah, why? Who wants to know? Is this the club that burnt down then? Yes, this is the world famous Phoenix Club. I've seen on TV. I'm Brian Potter, and that's Jerry St. Clair. You'll see first, first you have your long journey. Get the bar open. Move, move forward. Ball from the paradise, go on. Yeah, he pulls in, and then he pulls in, doesn't he? He pulls in, and he, Brian says, Come inside, I'll show you where fire started. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a little tidbit, actually. They actually said who the driver was. Right. Now, I don't know how familiar you guys are on Coronation Street. Have you ever you know, that guy in the car? In the car is actually the son of the person, the black, the bloke that played Les Battersby. All right, right, okay. Yeah. But um, Paddy asks which one. He goes the one on the right, which is the woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But it's, obviously, it's meant to be him. And also, there's something I've just remembered about the um, the speed the speed trap, what is painted yeah. on the floor. Peter Kay got the idea because he was going to Granada Studios once, and they had a speed trap right in front of the main entrance, and mm-hmm. everyone slowed down really, like loads for it because he was speeding up to it and slowed right down. That gave him the idea for the yeah. speed trap out the front of the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> So then we got to the end credits yeah. as we see, get to an audition scene which appears to be an Elvis impersonator. Yep. Is <laughs> he singing please. a song and he says, uh, I'm a one-girl guy, I don't want any, nobody else but you. As he then <laughs> says, play that sugar. leg, sugar. 
Now, here's a question. Is that a legit Elvis song? No. It isn't. It was written specially for that scene. Yeah, because they couldn't afford a, they couldn't afford the rights to a song. I feel like that's I right. Yeah, they couldn't afford the rights to the song, so they wrote a song up to incorporate his one leg. Okay. But then we oh go on look at that he's playing his leg. He's <laughs> like, got little sim- sim- symbols and tambourines tucked to his leg, like a prosthetic part of his leg. He's got. <laughs> so then one legged Elvis is he's now labelled in the script continues singing. <laughs> then Brian he finishes and Brian says fantastic doing anything else. Aye, uh, blue suede right, shoe. Blue suede shoe. <laughs> and that's the end of episode it's, three. Yeah I, I, yeah, I seem to remember when we um, were talking about the elderly couple salsa dancing in um, series one. Yes. And we were just literally talking about the case of, um, oh, is this, the, uh, is this the only act that sort of gets through? And I sort of like mentioned there was an act that was this one-legged Elvis impersonator that doesn't necessarily get through, but it sort of, it's it implied, implied, yeah, implied to an extent. Well, like I say, Brian's like, oh, look who's playing his leg. He's right after, 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 after he's in the middle of his soul, he goes, play that leg, sugar, and he starts playing it. Yeah. And, and the fact like, oh, that Brian says, boy. the fact that Brian says, fantastic, do you know anything else? And it sort of like implies that he possibly wants to hear a little bit more. At least a second interview, second audition at least. So I'll go, I'll go call out a pass. He gets in. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he's, he gets in. He gets rebooked. He's better than that fucking puppet. He's better than that ventriloquist anyway, that one talent track anyway. So. How much were they paying the monkey? Or that singer, you can hear me on the set rail. Whatever it is, and they got right said Frank in the back. Right said Frank on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, but yeah, that was. Uh, do you know what? I was, I was going into this episode, into this, into this podcast, thinking, do you know what? I know season two quite well, and this for me is probably the weakest episode of the series. And if that is the case. It's still a fucking amazing episode. Yeah. Well, for me, like watching it back yesterday, I was like um, watching it, and it's like it got to the bit where crime time finished, and I was like, I was looking at it going, there's still like six, seven minutes left of this episode left yet, so I was like, why don't they just finish it there? Mm. But it's like it caught, carried on to the bit where it's saying about trying to find their ass with both hands and that, yeah. and in the studio. <laughs> bring me a taxi, love, bring me a taxi. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. It, it it just emphasizes how good this series actually is. If that is, pro- yeah. in my opinion, it's one of potentially two weaker episodes in the series, and it's still better than anything that was on season one. In my opinion. Well, it's just looking it, on IMDb now. Uh, they've all got like star ratings, like user submitted star ratings. Yeah. And. Uh, Episode so series two episode one it got eight points episode one got eight point six episode two got eight point six episode three got eight point five. All right, so it's which isn't the weakest lower. in the series. It is the weakest. No, it isn't. All right. All right. Well, my personal opinion, but fuck my opinion, shit and fucking wrong. <laughs> well, it's I, I I really freaking enjoy this episode. 
Yeah, but I, 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 I think I think there's a case of sort of like the fact that I've missed the first two that I was just sort of like itching to get back and I enjoyed it a lot a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But even then, even though you could say it's the weakest episode so far in the series, it's still better than, say, like for me, Singles Night or Robot Wars. I think yeah. it's a little bit it's it's a lot. It holds up a little bit more than say those two episodes yeah i agree have. i mean robot wars is probably the weakest of any season any episode of phoenix size i probably it's probably the weakest of a bunch but it's the it's 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 the opposite of having finding something good in like a bad batch it's finding one bad thing in a good batch yeah if that makes sense and that's not a bad even, thing even then it's not as if it's like absolutely awful like no, there's still not... redeeming quality. there's still redeeming qualities to every single episode, but there is sort of like a gauge of Yeah. It's not a Leonard yeah. and it's not it's not a Mark Park story. No. It is it's <laughs> certainly not those. Um it's definitely a fucking fantastic episode. And I would say to you, like I say, in Pete in, in Pete, the Peter K thing, I would we, we recommended at the end of it. Watch until the end of um, episode well, we would be episode five if you include the pilot. Miss out Leonard and miss out um, Mark Park. Park story. On Phoenix Nights, I would tell you, you can't really miss any episodes. No. You don't really want to either. Um, no. Even the weaker ones are great. The fucking fantastic watches. Yeah. Um, case in point, what we've just watched. And like I say, it was fucking amazing. And my jaw's hurting. And that's the weakest episode. So <laughs> God fucking help me for next week. <laughs> next episode because i know what's coming next and it is one of my favorite episodes of all time <laughs> non-alcoholic <Uh-oh. laughs> spoiler ladies and gentlemen <laughs> well it's more the sort of the what are those the next episode even more answers oh yeah <laughs> what are those answers you got the questions no no. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God, I can't mm. wait. I can't. It's a very, it's a very, very quotable episode. This next very one coming up. Bring it down. Bring it down. Well, that's been episode. Slow it down. Well, that's been episode three of season two of the of Phoenix Knights. So I think it's time for some plugs. It certainly is. Yes, you can find me on the UK RAD podcast. We have not had a podcast out for a while due to reasons and shit, internet and stuff. Work. Work and other bits and bobs. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on Twitter at UK RAD podcast. We have the back catalogue on YouTube. You can find us on all the good podcast catches out there, such as Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Music, you name it. We're probably on there. Um, you can also find me on Twitter as my alter ego, Steve, at Steve AOTGTMP, uh, where I usually take the piss out of Rogar, who's Bunkle's character on there. And you can find him on Treason No, at Treason No on Twitter, even. Um, I'll just give little plugs for my my Twitter. Uh, so if you follow me on Twitter at loggers109, um, I've been particularly been giving in-depth 
opinions on the uh, G1 uh, tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So if you're a wrestling fan and you want to debate certain matches, certain wrestlers, make sure you follow me at Loggers109. And uh, also make sure that you follow my Twitch channel as well, because I've got something brewing in the mixture um, for the end of October. I'm going to be playing Watch Dogs Legion, which uh, Ah. I'm very much looking forward to playing. Is that the the Uh, new one? That's a new one, mate. Yeah. yeah. Second one. Uh, yes. Ah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So make sure that you're following twitch.tv forward slash loggers 109. Hmm. Sweet. And of course, you can find the uh, our uh, social media at Lost Art Podcasting on Facebook or on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at Lost Art Podcasting. You can find us on uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Castbox, possibly Amazon. I need to double check. Google Play and all of the good podcast providers. Absolutely, and on all the thanks to all those um, streaming services, the arena. Can we mention episode? We can mention the arena. We can mention the arena because we have managed to somehow, and I don't know why, but we have managed to break a thousand download listens for that one episode alone. I'll tell you how many we're sitting on currently for it. Oh, go on. Go on. Go on. Inflate that ego. Go on. Well, it's 1,092. Jeez! That's nearly 100 since you last told me, and that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. Well, the last... uh, The debut episode... Debut episode? The debut episode, uh, the opening night, is sitting at 446. So it's the second most listened to episode. We are wow. doing well. I'm quite pleased with that. Thank you, please. Thank you for enjoying our product. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. And if you uh, if you enjoyed if you enjoy the product, if you're one of the 1,092 downloadable people, uh, make sure that you spread the word and let's uh, let's get the word out for the Phoenix Pod. Absolutely, let's get those share- numbers climbing up, climbing yeah. up. Share share away. Absolutely, like I say, share the love. And if you enjoy, like I say, if Lou, like Lewis said, if you enjoy. What we do, tell others. Other people, there's got to be thousands or millions of Peter K fans out there. We want as many people joining us on this journey as as possibly we can. (laughs) There's a lot more to cover. There is indeed, including a potential video if this global bastard disappears. (laughs) (laughs) If not, it'll be you solo in your uh, in your front room. Well, just after we've got. No, we'll we'll set up like a Skype session and we'll record the call because you are able to record like video for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got my computer set up in such a way that I can cover my entire front room. So I have plenty of room. So I could do it. So, yeah, I'm quite happy to do it on my Billy Todd if need be. And you two can mm-hmm. just have footage of you two absolutely pissing your pants. That's quite I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> I might piss my pants, but it'd be a different reason altogether, not through laughter, possibly through just sheer exhaustion. <laughs> I need the toilet, but I can't make it. Fuck it. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been the Phoenix pod. I've been AXE. I've been allegedly stupid and sexy. And I've been the Stowaway Lewis Ogden. And I think that's all, all that's left to say is next. Next. Next! Get him off! Get him off the stage! Play that leg!
Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Life gets more magical when you dream. So dream of a Disney cruise filled with magic and wonder. <laughs> Hiya, pal! Sail from Florida to Disney's private island paradise and get ready for a dream come true with Disney Cruise Line. 